Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. All right, welcome into another episode of NFR Live. Tonight we're going to be talking with Andrew Green. Uh, now you might, some of you might know Andrew. He started writing for the, the kayak uh, uh, article on the column on the site, uh, Yak Attack, and uh, that, that was formed about, I'd say, about two years ago. So he's contributed a few uh, articles in that column. And uh, Andrew, why, why don't you... Um, Tell everybody about yourself, how you started, you know, you even just started fishing or kayak fishing, you know, a little bit about your, your history. Sure. Well, I, I want to say thanks to uh, to you, Keith, for having me on. I really do appreciate it. So, yeah, man, no I, got, uh, I got started. I'm, um, I grew up in Baton Rouge. My dad fished the marsh around Golden Meadow. So my first, I guess really my introduction to fishing, you know, I caught a redfish before I caught a brim. So uh, I kind of started off in the salt water, which is, uh, I'm sure, the uh, the opposite of a lot of guys. You know, you get a pond and that type of thing to learn. Uh, but, yeah, I got started uh, out of a little aluminum boat fishing for redfish. Um, kind of got out of it for a while uh, through high school and that type of thing. I fished a lot when I was a kid. But I uh, got back into it and found a kayak and have not looked back. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, uh, so kayak fishing, and and you you you've recently made a trip to the Pearl. I saw you post that. I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, um, the the Pearl was awesome, man. The first time I went, oh, I guess it's been about a year ago. It was last winter when I uh, when I fished it for the first time, dude. It's just a very very cool area, and um, I don't know. It's just one of those things, you know. Sometimes you go to a place, and for whatever reason, it's hard to put your finger on. You just you enjoy it, you know. Uh, so yeah, I've been working my way around that, finding some different places to actually get a kayak into, uh, that, you know, may not be accessible by, uh, by other boats, but, um, you know, I, I like to definitely utilize the, uh, you know, the ability of a kayak to, to access those remote waters, but man, the, uh, the fish were shallow, the bass were starting to, I mean, the, the males were fanning out nest. I mean, you could see them, so kind of crazy mm. for January, but it, it was a good trip, dude, I'd, uh. You know, I caught a couple of big fish, big females on a uh, spinnerbait, but uh, mm-hmm. just loads and loads of bass and a, a really cool area. Found some clean water. It was in a dead-end canal. So uh, really typical of a of a spawn-type pattern. But, yeah, it was a blast. That's awesome. Yeah, you don't have very many, many kayakers hitting that area. Where did you launch? I launched a little bit south of uh, Crawford's Landing. So it was the West Pearl that I fished. Um, it's a okay. spot you can do from the road, you know. Um, just kind of driving by and, you know, being a kayak fisherman, you really rely on satellite image, you know, to kind of see, okay, well, maybe I can get here maybe I can get there. So I found the spot on satellite, looked like it was good to launch. I put in and we can caught some fish. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you find any spots that you can get in that, that weren't accessible by, you know, any bigger boats? You know, you, you could get to the, to the place that I fished by a bigger boat. It would, it would be a, you know, kind of a, 
you'd have to sneak through some smaller areas to do it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you had, like, a little flat or, like, a uh, something with a go-double, you could get there. But, um, no, it's just, it's just a perfect kayak spot. I did not see – I fished from, I guess it was 9 a.m. I kind of got a late start until uh, till dark. I did not see another boat in the canal the whole time. So, uh, oh, that's fantastic. So a, a cool little remote spot to myself, and that's why so many guys are getting into kayak fishing, man, is you can access that stuff. You know, a water – it's pressured a lot of the times, right? So the further mm-hmm. you can get away from that pressure, the better, and a kayak lets you do that. Absolutely. Now, what? talk about some other places you like to fish, because uh, I thought I saw a report from you when the trout were, were running. Was that this fall, or was that last fall I saw that in Bayou Lacombe? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't really fish Lacombe a whole lot this fall. That would have been the fall of 2015. Um, and no, that that was a really good day, man. I remember I started off, uh, you know, I launched at Main Street to uh, to start, and I paddled up the bayou, I don't know, a couple of miles, got a limit of bass, was was done with the bass by by lunch, uh, went down, launched at Lake Road, and uh, just just stayed on the trout all afternoon, you know. Um, yeah, that that was a good day, man. That was a good. That was actually the first time Keith I fished a shoe shoe. Uh, I saw <laughs> like a, a victory red uh, shoe shoe, so I've been a fan of that ever since. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, good, good drop drop shot bait. I don't know how you were fishing it, but that uh, just quarter ounce jig head on the bottom, dude. Okay, okay. Simple. Yeah, that that that's just so that's so unique about the store shore area. It's just how you know things change, and it's just a very limited time to hit those try in those bayous. So it's it's just fast and furious, you know. Yeah, uh, it's funny because I just kind of stumbled on them. You know, I'd, I'd heard that October was the month they moved in, and uh, I had talked to a couple of guys. I can't remember the names, but um, at the launch that morning, they said, oh, the trout on here, the trout on here. Uh, you know, I said, well, I'd, I'd figure it anyway. Uh figured I'd try it anyway. And either they were just pulling my leg or the trout really weren't there two days ago, and I just happened to catch it right. But uh, it worked out for sure. <laughs> Might have been some... By Lacombe locals. Yeah, because that never <laughs> happens, man. Everybody is totally honest about where the fish are biting and when they're biting, you know? There might have been some locals telling you that. Well, let's talk about more about where you're located. You're located uh, in St. Francisville. Now, do you live in St. Francisville? Is that where your, your business is? Uh, I both. I, uh, I live here, and the business is located here. It's actually, I said I grew up in Baton Rouge. My my family moved here when I was just a kid, so I grew up, went to school in San Francisville. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I decided to open it. I, there was no way for the uh, the public to get on the water here. Period. You know, there was no you know there was no Bayou Adventure. There was no any type of business like that. And we have a uh, a very cool area called Cat Island. It's a um, it's kind of a backwater swamp when the Mississippi rises. You know, there's no levee on, on this side of the Mississippi, and the town's about, I guess, about three-quarters of a mile from the river, kind of up on a bluff, you know. Wow. So there's no levee. The, the water comes up, and it inundates miles and miles and miles of just cypress forest, right? So you mm-hmm. get these little backwater lakes, these canals, all this really cool stuff that just nobody had ever seen, you know, unless, unless they, you know, somebody had a, a mud boat to go back there which isn't really a popular thing in this part of the state. 
So, you know, I figured it would work. It's a, uh, it's a big tourist community. So I started as a kayak rental service. And, you know, fishing has always been the underlying thing for me. That's the only reason I, I got in a boat to start with. But I realized, you know, a, a market for people who just want to do, you know, eco-tours and that type of thing. So mm-hmm. I incorporated that into the fishing aspect of it and uh, just see where it went. You know, I wanted to see where it would go. And uh, it, it's worked out well so far. That's good. I'm, I'm glad to see you doing that. You know, there was no buy your adventure until there was a buy your adventure. You know, you never know. You never know what what you can make, what what kind of niche you can create uh, just by trying something. So I applaud you for for opening that business, and we're certainly going to help you out as much as we can. Now with you being an advertiser, especially, um, you contribute so much to the site. Um, let's talk a little bit about fishing over there. Um, you know how it differs from the North Shore here. Yeah, what what we have, <clears throat> you know the uh, the bayou that I named the company after Bayou Sarah. It's a little. It's a small tributary to the Mississippi. Uh, in the state of Louisiana, there are only two uh, free-flowing tributaries into the Mississippi that aren't just like dead-end canals and that type of thing. Uh, so it's a unique area. The bottom is, is sand, gravel, clay. It's not silt. It's not marsh. It's nothing like that. So in a you know you get two or three days without rain, man, and that water is gin clear. Um, you know five, six, seven feet of visibility sometimes. The uh, spotted bass are, are amazing in the bayou. I mean, they're fat, they're mean. It's not, you know, I've caught spotted bass in the uh, kind of the upper end of the uh, the chifuncta, the bogophilia. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, 11, 12-inch fish. You know, sometimes you get them one a little bigger than that. But these, you know, I've, I've caught spots that are, that are 19 inches from Bayou Sarah. Mm. And mm. On, on light tackle, I mean, that is a blast, you know. Uh, so basically what you get, you get really fast current that's clear, um, kind of like some, some riffles, you know, that type of thing where the bayou of only a couple inches across, you got to carry the boat, but you get those deeper holes that are kind of dug out in the bends. And uh, that's, of course, that's, that's where all the fish are. Now, when you get down towards the river, um, you know, it, it runs about uh, six, seven miles up, right? The closer you get to the river, you get like this backwater stuff. And uh, a huge population of stripers and white bass, which, you know, I, I've heard that they're in Lake Pontchartrain. I haven't heard of anybody catching them lately. Uh, but that's kind of a unique fish for our area. You know, you can't just go to any marsh or bay or river and, and catch a, a lot of white bass or stripers. Um, so that's a cool yeah. thing, and that, that's a seasonal deal, you know. Yeah, uh, the stripers and, used to be more, more prevalent uh early, I guess, maybe 80s, 90s. It just seems like there's not too many are caught. I don't know the reasoning, you know, behind that. I've asked numerous people. They don't know either. Um, yeah, the state record was caught in Lake Pontchartrain, if I'm not mistaken. It's a striped bass. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of people, I was confused about it for a while. There's, you know, there's white bass, okay, which are barfish or what a lot of people call them. There's, then there's the real striper. Then there's the hybrid of the two. Hybrid, um, yeah. Yeah, and I heard the hybrids were real, real big in uh in Pontchartrain back in the day, but um, but yeah, man, we've got a good population of all of them. Uh, you know, it, it's I've, a buddy of mine that fly fishes. You know, I've never really, never really spent a lot of time with a fly rod. I, I probably couldn't cast one today if you gave it to me. But I was on a guide trip, and uh, I, I see a buddy of mine come paddling up, and he said, man, he had a fly rod with him. And he said, dude, are, you, are y'all catching them? I've, I've probably caught 30 on this fly rod. And he showed me a string mm. of a beautiful two-and-a-half to four-and-a-half-pound white bass, 
you know, so on a fly ride, that's got to be a blast. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of fly rod, uh, we have uh, John Sarang on the line. John, you there? Hello, hello, John. Yes, John can't hear us. He's on the, on the call. Um, mm. Yeah, he's up that way. Um, John Zarang, he writes for the site, too, and um, does a lot of fly rod fishing as well. Here we go. Sorry. Hey, there hey, he is. Can, can, <laughs> yep, sorry. I was, I was muted. I'm uh, I'm trying to get some dinner cooking here, so I was trying to not make a whole lot of noise. But yeah, I'm here. Uh was listening and it, that that sounds like a blast up there. Uh uh I, he Andrew sent me a message on the on the site earlier today. Um and I and it's one of those things if I know a lot of North Shore guys probably aren't going to go up there, but that sounds like a blast. Um how exactly are y'all did did he give? Did the, your your buddy give you any kind of information as far as how he was catching those uh those those hybrids or stripers up there? Well, I mean, he gave me some vague stuff, and I would probably be able to explain it better if I knew a little bit about flies. Um, he said white streamers. I mean, they're eating shad. I mean, that's the only thing that they're feeding on. So if you could if you could imitate a shad any kind of way, I would imagine you'd be okay. I mean, I was catching everything on a little Zara puppy, like a little uh. You know, kind of like the chrome little small top water and that and uh, crankbait, a lipless crankbait. But uh, if you imitate a shad, man, they're not picky. They'll uh, they'll slam it. Oh yeah, I have I have a couple patterns I'm looking at now. Uh, just joined a, a not joined uh, became a member of Enrico Puglisi's website where he has a bunch of fly tying uh, instructional videos of how to how to tie some shad patterns. So I'm looking at trying to get in there uh, get there soon. Um, was looking at that today with the rain. I was at home. I was kind of uh, looking over some of those some of those videos. So I'll be I'll be making some shad patterns up there, and uh, might have to come check you out up there one day. Now, one of the questions I guess I have about Bayou Sarah, because as you said, it, it's a you can it's a float. But what about waiting? Is it is it is it possible once it warms up to kind of go just go put in somewhere or not put in, but kind of go park somewhere, get down there, and do some wade fishing up there? You can do it, man. I mean, if you can manage a way to climb out of like six feet of river silt, I mean, by all means, wait it. <laughs> it's not. It sounds like the it's, same problem we have down here, John. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're gonna be up, buddy. You know. But no, they, look, it's public. It's public land for the most part on the on the banks of the bayou, and there's a couple of places you can park and walk down. Um, when the river is rising. Okay, when the bayou's coming up, it, it would be a lot more feasible because you don't have that silt that's been, you know, underwater inundated for months. Um, so yeah, it's just it depends on what the water's doing. I'm sure. That, that video you recorded on your commercial on the front page of NFR, where were you standing with that in the background? Was that the that, actual river? That was, or was that was the bayou? yeah, that was, that was on the bank of the Mississippi, and I, I chose that to kind of show how you know there's no levee. I mean, you can yeah, that's, right that's, that's immediately what I what I saw. It doesn't look like anything, you know, that I recognize. Just just the the water meeting the, the shallow bank, you know. Right, right. But yeah, that was on the banks of the Mississippi. So let's talk a little business, because uh, uh, you know I just find it interesting to you know seeing what Shannon's done with Bayou Adventure. Have you talked with Shannon about what she's done and and tried to to mimic that? You know. That, that's funny you bring that up, man. Uh, when I was, you know, I ran the business, uh, it was home-based for about 
uh, a year and almost two years, right? So I opened up the, I got a storefront, got a location, became a kayak dealer. And about a week after I did that, Shannon and, uh, forgive me, the owners of Bayou Adventure, Shannon and... Well, it might have been John or it might have been Jeff. Jeff, okay. Well, they they came to they came to San Francisco and they just stumbled in my shop. They said, "Oh, we saw your sign that said Bayou Sarah Kayak." Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, I I I just got into a conversation with them about what I did and uh, got some advice from them on you know how they went about this and how they went about that because we're kind of you know I, we're not exactly the same, but I mean it's a it's a pretty similar deal. Um, I'm more heavy on the uh, the rental of the boats and the guiding than I am on the uh, the retail aspect, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, what is a typical guiding trip? Um, what do you do as far as that's concerned? Somebody wanted that would be sightseeing or fishing. Either or, um, okay. you know, when I do the local stuff, um, I will, you know, the fishing on Bayou Sarah is really, really dependent on the on the conditions. I mean, it's not good year round. You can't just show up whenever and catch fish. Um, so in the springtime, when it's all flooded and there's there's just miles of water, you can just kind of hang up the fishing, you know. Uh, so that's when I do the the eco tours and that type of thing to just kind of paddle around and and you know look at the cypress trees and talk about the wildlife. And we have a um, we have a lot of foreign tourists in San Francisco, so that that's kind of you know with the eco you know tour side of it. That's that's what I lean on. The uh, the fishing stuff I mainly do guided fishing out of a uh, Delacroix or out of a uh, Point of Shen. You know I spent a lot of time down there, kind of learning those areas. Um, so okay. the most of what I do I guide is saltwater, but I you know I will take somebody bass fishing if they want to. Okay, well thanks for all the info. I tell you what, what what um let me just ask you a few North Shore questions. What what have you figured out as far as the pattern of when you like to come down here and fish certain areas? Because, you know, everything changes each with each new month on, on the calendar. It seems like there's a new hot spot. Would you developed any kind of, you know, you, you turn the page on the calendar. It's like, oh, I got to go hit this spot. You know, kind of like what you did with the Pearl. Yeah. Um, the Pearl is kind of like the last area that I've like dedicated to learning, you know, so I'm still kind of. I'm still figuring out the pearl. Yeah, I came across them the other day, and that's all well and good. But will it be the same, you know, a week from now? I don't know. Um, I definitely like, you know, cane and cane in January, cane when it's cold. I mean, that's that's no secret, you know, just mm-hmm. for numbers of fish and just going out and just getting bites, you know, every other cast of things. That's fun. Um, the Shafunta, I've, I've gotten on some really cool stuff. Um, early in the fall, like October, on the lower end of the river when it's really clear, with uh with schooling bass, you know, throwing a big swim bait for them, and I've, I've put up some good numbers doing that. Um, you know, the the trout on the uh, on the trestles in April, you know, I, I try to make that. You know, for the last three years, I've made that trip every spring, and uh, it has not let me down yet. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, man, I mean, I've, I'm still kind of learning the area. I just I love it so much because it it is so diverse, and you can just go from one thing to the next, and uh, you know, there's a lot to figure out, you know, it's, uh, it, it's challenged me before. I've had plenty of trips where I've just, man, I'm, I felt clueless, but, uh, that's part of fishing, right? You know, you, the figuring out the puzzle is the, uh, half the fun. Well, I think you've got two of those months down, Pat, with trestles in April, if you stick with that, and then, uh, January, February with Kane, I think that's pretty much safe bets. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
All right. Well, we're going to let you go here. Anything else you'd like to add, John? John's making uh, making some more flies. John, yeah, um, it's not really. <laughs> uh, this is sorry again on mute. Um, trying to <laughs> eliminate background noise. Um, as far as flying go, flies go, I've been I'm making some around the house. Been up and and tested out in my uh, AKA the neighborhood, but uh, looking the spring wise, trying to find some good flies, a sockeye or crappie. Call them. Um, seems like I found one that might work. Um, I just took that big shrimp pattern that I used in, in the comb, uh, in, in at the end of Bayou Lacombe, um, uh, that I used at the end of Bayou Lacombe, and, and I, were, I shrunk it down to like size 10, and I have been pulling out some massive uh, sockeye out of my pond. So it seems like that's been working. Um, other than that, I'm I'm trying to get the kayak out here soon. Get out, go fast, hope or find something. Hopefully, on Bayou Cane, um, got a nice new uh, depth finder for the kayak, and definitely looking to get it out and get it tested. So, um, I mean, but we're getting into the spring. Uh, Brim are going to start up into the shallows, so start working to start looking at uh, getting some poppers made. Uh, what else? The sockeye have started or look like they're about to start spawning. Um, talked with my dad about the, the Zalman's area, and they he said uh, there was a big run of them up until we had this couple weeks ago. But uh, he said he's he's heard some people started catching some. So looks like the sockeye are starting to get up into the cypress trees in the shallow. So they should start they should start spawning um, for the fly guys, the fluff butts, the jig flies. Those kinds of things are going to start working for just the normal the normal uh, what I call Tommy uh, fishermen. Your spin tackle guys, tube court sounds like they should start work. Um, but I'm I'm getting ready to start really pushing this year to start trying to find some bass on the fly. Um, Going to be hitting the, the Orvis over here in Baton Rouge in a couple weeks. They're having travel day where they're going to have quite a few coming in um, and, and be in the store for to answer questions uh, throughout the day. And one of the guys that's coming out uh, does trophy bass fish fly up in Oklahoma. So I'm definitely going out to go check him out, talk with him, kind of a game plan for this to to try to learn bass on the fly. Um, who has recently become an Orvis endorsed fly fishing guide. Um, he does he does bass out of the Delacroix area. He's out of uh, Breton Sound. And he has gone completely full time. He used to work part time at the store. Now he is guiding, specifically doing nothing redfish on the fly. So, uh, gonna go talk with a couple of those guys, get some good some good information for the uh, for the column here. Hopefully for the next few months, and uh, hopefully here. Uh, next All right. Well, sounds good, John. Uh, looking forward to that. Either get that over to me, and we'll get it up on there. All right. Will do. Well, nice talk. Nice talking with you, Andrew. Um, and uh, we're gonna work something out. I'm gonna get all in there. I got to see your new place, man. Yeah, yeah. Come check it out. I would, I would love to have y'all. And John, if you're still on the line, you got an open invitation, man. Uh, come fish for some of these spots. You would love it. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm definitely. Uh, we, I'm, I'm gonna be in touch with you because that is. Uh, I would, I would love to get up there and go, go take a look at what you got up there. Just to, uh, if nothing more, just to come check you out. Like he said, I'll, I, I, I'm just. I've looked at your website and look like you got a good operation up there. Yeah, I'm trying to put it together. 
All right, uh, sir. Give, give, give them some more information uh, about, you know, trying to find you. Yeah, uh, you can find me www.bayoucerakayak.com or on Facebook at Paddle, or I'm sorry, Kayak by you, Sarah. Um, and those are my two uh, main online outlets right now. Yeah, or you can go to the front page of North Shore Fishing Report and you'll see uh, Andrew on a video telling, a little, telling you a little bit about his, his business. So, Well, all right. Thank you, guys. Hey, thanks for having hey. us, Keith. I appreciate it. All right, man. Yep, thank, thanks, for le- le- thanks for letting me uh, kind of take over here for a little bit. <laughs> nah, no problem, Don. You can take over any time, buddy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. All right, later. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.